0: everybody
1: and welcome to another episode of Entry critical it's a podcast where my friends and i talk all things gaming i am jerrell and i am joined by brandon hey howdy hey and uh,
0: gabe good evening
1: and christy hi everybody Um, So we have a lot of news to talk about, uh, including some stuff on Microsoft, uh, Bethesda, uh, E3 a little bit, uh, some PlayStation stuff, Gran Turismo, Redfall, all that wonderful stuff. But let's first start by catching up on our Fantasy Critic um, game going on. Um, Who's looking at it right now? Somebody just update me on on everybody's places.
2: I'm no longer
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
0: last!
1: How are we looking, Brandon? (laughs)
2: Alrighty, righty, so right now, according to our fantasy critic... So for those who don't know, we got seven users on there. First place currently is me with 100... Wait, actual points, yeah, 46. Uh, second place is Gabe, right over here, at 43 points. Third place is our good friend Rodrigo at 42 points. Fourth place is Marissa at uh, 31 points. Christy is now in fifth place at 27 points. Jarrell is in 6th at 24, and our good friend Garrison is at last place with 10 points at the moment.
1: And who has anything upcoming? What's the next upcoming title?
2: Oh, the next upcoming is Tears of the Kingdom. Mm, sure, too, so but, yeah, so yeah, basically, the basically I'm about to take over first place. <laughs> yeah, that's the that was a leading question, sir.
1: It was a leading question because basically I'm gonna take over Object first place. Leading question.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't be leading questions from the lawyers here.
0: So we'll continue
1: to update you guys on our fantasy critic and see how everyone's doing at the end of it. Uh, at the end of it, I'll probably add a link so if anyone wants to check, you can just um, you know check out how we are, how we're doing. If you want to keep up on your own, anyway, let's hop into some fun news conversations if that's okay mm-hmm. with you guys. Let's do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, first up, we're going to be talking about Microsoft's acquisition um, or Microsoft's attempted acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard. Uh, the CMA has now blocked Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition over concerns that the deal would alter the future of the fast growing cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come. So, we've been talking about this for a very long time. However, in the end, um, interest has gone down. They've decided that they're Not going to do it, and that means where does Xbox go from here? What are they gonna, you know, end up doing now that this hasn't gone forward? A lot of people are saying we'll still see Activision Blizzard games as like incentives on Xbox more so than PlayStation, for example, but who knows what's gonna happen. Um, Also, there was a statement provided by Activision Blizzard, which I'm gonna read for you guys here. says, quote, the CMA's report contradicts the ambitions of the UK to become an attractive country to build technology businesses. We will work aggressively with Microsoft to reverse this on appeal. The report's conclusions are a disservice to UK citizens who face increasingly dire economic prospects. We will will reassess our growth plans for the UK. Global innovators, large and small, will take note that despite all its rhetoric, the UK is clearly closed for business. Um... Christy was nice enough to note that it sounds like they're having a tantrum. Um, So yeah, Christy, how are you feeling about this?
0: It really does feel like they're having a tantrum that things aren't going their way. Um, Honestly, I don't understand why they're issuing a statement so heavy-handed when that's not going to win any favors with the courts. It might win favors with them amongst their fan base, but among the court system, they will take note, and they're like, hmm but I guess we'll
1: see what happens during when they appeal it. Brendan and Gabe, is it an inevitabil- inevitability or...
0: Um, oh my god, Kelly! Hi, Kelly! Here. <laughs> Kelly
1: Hi, Kelly! Hi. We love you! We miss you! Um, yeah, sorry, is it an inevitability? Do you feel like this was gonna... Ha- like it wasn't gonna go through this whole time or what? Yes, and me? Both of you.
2: I'm partially confused on this story if i'm being perfectly honest cloud um with the cma getting involved is this is the saga over like is it just like, it's not gonna happen like is it done, done
1: no because they just said they're gonna appeal it anyway so it's never gonna be done they're gonna appeal it <laughs> like, up in the UK. okay because that's
2: what, that was my biggest confusion about the story i was just like is that it <laughs> is it open so um as far as the, as far as the um the response part i mean I don't really have much more to add on to that. Like Christie pretty much summed it up seven tantrum and Trump. It was mainly the question of whether or not this was the end of
3: the saga or not. All right, so Yeah, no, I don't know. It feels like they're <clears throat> it feels like they're kind of losing ground a Good little one. bit. Good one. What? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> what?
1: Nothing, go ahead.
3: It feels like they're kind oh, of. No, yeah, it, just feel, it feels like they're losing ground. I mean at, at the end of the day, to me personally, I feel like the acquisition is gonna go through despite all this back and forth and he said she said from uh, from sony and microsoft and all them um but it definitely feels like i don't know i feel like microsoft is losing more resources and by resources i just mean money and trying to acquire them with all the legal battles they're going through so it's like i don't know to me me personally i would have if i was xbox this is again just me i would have given up i'm like you know what Fuck it the world doesn't want to see me be great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> well wow. But yeah you know, I mean oh that's
1: wow. a lot of, that's a lot of work man like okay, but- can, can i say though one of the biggest reasons that and we'll talk about this a little bit later but one of the biggest reasons that they were trying to get this to go through i'm assuming is because we all know they don't have any exclusives going forward oh
3: absolutely so like they're absolutely. trying to spend a
1: lot of money to basically turn things around at xbox based on how they are now so i think you know going through with this saying they're gonna do it and fighting so hard you can't just you can't just turn around now, because then it's like, I mean, obviously, what yeah, a waste yeah, of time like, and money, and everyone's like, that everyone that's been subpoenaed to come over here and say something because you guys wanted this, and now you're just like, all right, never mind. <laughs> no, now you have to do it! Now you have to make the deal! Yeah. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but no, you, you make a good point. Like, at some like when is the point that they should just, you know, let it go? Um, and speaking of people letting things go, uh, Nintendo... Oh Never lets anything go. But they are joining Gamescom 2023. They've announced that, uh, Gamescom announced that Nintendo will be exhibiting at Gamescom 2023. Many more exhibitors will, uh, be following in the next coming weeks. They haven't announced them yet one big thing that people think is going to happen is that, um, Nintendo's going to show off some new hardware, uh, uh, and they're going to get it into players' hands right after Tears of the Kingdom, so we don't know, I don't know, we'll see what happens, um, however, many people have, uh, that have attended Gamescom have cited it as something akin to E3, um, and the question that I post to you guys from Brandon this week is, with Nintendo announcing its presence at the show, and E3's influence waning, could this indicate an upward shift for Gamescom.
3: So really quick, before we get into all that stuff, I just want to go on a little tangent because you said Nintendo not letting things go. Earlier today, on Twitter, someone put a screenshot of themselves playing Tears of the Kingdom, like they had the, <laughs> they had sure the icon on it, Tears of the Kingdom, and it I said saw. LOL, and then uh, Reggie qu- yeah. tweeted it with the Taken the taken monologue, <laughs> yeah. and a couple, I think it was a couple of minutes later, the account was uh, suspended or something. <laughs>
1: that's great i was gonna post it and i was like oh game's probably gonna feel like this is a uh, uh, spoiler so i'm not even gonna post it and it that's the similar. only reason I why didn't post
3: why it. why are you showing me what the icon looks like jerome i didn't i literally why would you want to do that
0: <laughs> oh,
1: man. i literally did not like i specifically oh. didn't post it because of that i was like oh my god um anyway yeah gamescom
2: yeah gamescom yeah no like I've been hearing like some some journalists really say that like that have actually gone like a lot of people, especially in America, kind of write off because it's like a convention in a, in a different country. Like if it's not in America, it must not matter. Is what is the mentality on honestly? But no, Gamescom has for the game journalists that have been going, they've been saying that like it feels as it, close to E3 without it actually being E3 in terms of what, in terms of getting their hands on with these upcoming games. Sometimes you get announcements, but it really is more about, like, the hands-on that you would get at an E3. And a lot of people were wondering, hey, E3's gone. Is this going to rise up? And now we get the announcement that Nintendo is, like, publicly going, you know, public announcement of Nintendo that they're going to Gamescom, which they have not really had much of a presence at Gamescom. Like, they've been there. Like, whatever games had already been announced would, you know, get some hands-on time with uh, the Nintendo reps that are sent there. But for them, like straight up saying that, like, yeah, we're gonna be there, we're gonna be a big presence. It it suggests two things to me. On the grander game scheme, it suggests that yeah, the Gamescom is gonna become more relevant. Uh, They'll probably, you know, see the um, see that E3 is dying and use that as their as their momentum to like. uh, rise themselves up as a better game convention. I just this is it's it's honestly the same thing that when Jeff Keeley's doing with his state of play he says oh he resigned let me drop a tweet about hey remember state of play is coming it's it, it's it reads to me the very same but also on Nintendo side because their statement when they said they you weren't coming Jeff to eat... What? I don't think you meant Jeff Keeley. I didn't for state of... um, did I say state of play? You said state of play. My bad. <laughs> Jeff Keely and state uh summer game summer games, you meant summer meant games. Oh, okay <laughs> Correct, yes, my, my bad, my bad, slip of the tongue. Anyway, no, and that, yeah, so that's the first thing. Second thing, um, on Nintendo side, so, I, actually, before I go on to this point, do we know when Gamescom is? I don't. Okay. Oh, yeah, didn't I just no, say August. it? Um, oh, I didn't say it. Whatever.
0: No, I don't
1: think okay.
2: so. Okay, but we know it's at least after e, what E3 would normally be, right? Mm, I'm, yes. I'm going to assume so, okay. Let Let's say Let's say yes, let's say it's... I'm just going to throw
1: oh, out a yes. month, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. August 23rd to the 27th. Awesome. I was going to guess August. Whew. Anyway. So yes, August. Month 8 as opposed to month 6. Um, Nintendo has had explicitly said when they said they were not going to E3, it was essentially to the point that um, it doesn't fit in with our plans this year, but we'll go support E3, for it. yada, yada. Um, that just suggests to me that by June, at least for this particular year, they weren't ready to like throw out their big announcements for what's coming in the future and maybe they feel august is a better timing because again they haven't well let me finish. but anyway like <laughs> in the in the in, in the past they haven't really been at President gamescom but they really were insisting that hey this time we're going so in august so i feel like that's probably going to be the timing for um something that they really want to push but please tell me why you disagree
1: I don't think it's too late. I think it's exactly what I mentioned earlier, which is we're going to show you a bunch of stuff in uh, June and then get your hands on it in August at Gamescom.
2: So you think that it's in they June? They can start pushing the holiday releases.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're going to see a lot of stuff at E3 and then get our hands on it at Gamescom because there's no like E3 show floor. And that's the best way to get your stuff out there, right? Show it off and then a few months later, it's like, hey, put it in the hands of all the gamers at Gamescom. I mean, I I don't disagree with that, They have more time to polish
0: their demos as well, too. Because
1: I don't think it's that they don't have anything. I I only said I disagree because I don't think it's that they don't have anything to show. Like, I I don't think that they're just waiting for August just because, like, they don't have anything for June. I just think it's, like, a good opportunity.
2: I think I misspoke. It's not not necessarily that, like, you know, they didn't have nothing ready for June. It's just that they felt August would be a better time to, like, present it, whatever it is. You're totally right. They could still do a presentation in June. Maybe July, and then have. It I mean, because they are
1: them. like, to, I, I highly doubt they're not going to do a presentation in June during E3 time, like everyone else it,
2: is. Sure, like summer, summer is just a good time to like get these announcements out there. It's what's worked for the past few years, even if there is no E3. Right know, after, after the
1: Wild, stuff. I'm sorry, right after Tears of the Kingdom, um, four months after Engage, uh, people are still doing Pokemon stuff with DLC coming up. Like, uh, Splatoon's always Xenoblade. having these things. Like,
0: far finishing up Xenoblade. It, it, <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, DLC for Zen and Blade's still going strong. Like there's so much that's still happening. So like, yes, it, you capitalize that on that June while announcing new things and then giving them to people in August to get their hands on. Which
2: might it be could, also, new it could also it could also be a factoring and marketing timing as well because, you know, nor, normally when a when a game comes out for Nintendo, they'll give it a few weeks breathing room to uh, market it. You know, get the not only the people that bought it day one but those people who were I'm uh, still on the fence and try to get it afterwards. But Tears of the Kingdom is such a big release for them that they've, for the most parts, not released a whole bunch of big stuff before it, and I don't see them releasing anything like really after it either. So Brandon, it, 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 I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, say, what I'm saying is that they could still do announcement in June. But when E3 was happening, it was like mid June. Maybe that presentation comes like late June is what I'm saying. Give you know Tears of the Kingdom a full month to breathe and have people play and have that be the focus
3: of their social media. And then they'll uh-huh. announce the next thing. Give Tears of the Kingdom a chance to catch its breath. Ha.
0: Ha. Ha.
1: All right, well, you know who else should catch their breath? All of us. Why? Because we have a brand... What? Okay. I see what just happened. Uh, Don't scare me like that. We have a brand new Disney movie coming out this year called Wish. And it is starring the first, I believe, the first Afro-Latina princess character uh, played by... um... Oh my gosh, I forgot her name. Um... I forgot her name. And Chris Pine's in it, too, as that white guy there on the screen for anybody watching. Cool, um, oh,
2: Chris Pine's cool, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what
1: is her name? DeBose, DeBose. Ariana DeBose? Ari- Ariana?
0: Are, is it Ariana? DeBose? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um, However, this is a blend of 2D and 3D animation, uh, and it seems like it's going to feature a traditional Disney villain, um, which is something that uh, it looked like Disney had been moving away from for a while. Um, But they're experimenting with this new style of animation, and I wanted to ask you guys, do you think it's based on, you know, the success of uh, something like Puss in Boots or... um, um, the spider-man film into the spider-verse into the spider-verse thank you um yeah have you guys seen the trailer
3: i have i've seen pictures
1: so yeah what do you think of this new disney art style and their first um afro latina princess
2: as far as their
0: first afro latina princess
2: yeah that's awesome um as far as the animation itself (laughs) um that's so I, re- I really I really like the style I, li- I like the style a lot like it's very visually stunning um still out on the on the music aspect it's uh, musical aspect itself like I feel like once the actual soundtrack comes out it'll be it'll be fine I think there'll be a lot of good songs sometimes these these movies always have those one surprise hit like for example <laughs> it's funny with when Encanto came out, The song that they were like pushing to be like the winner of like uh you know the awards was the main theme "Encanto," but the song that ended up being the most popular was "We Don't Talk About Bruno." So there's there's always TikTok
3: for so long.
2: For real, for it's still there. What you mean? (laughs) But, But but anyway, what I'm getting at is though you know besides the main song, I'm sure there'll be a few other really good songs that will probably grab attention as well. Also, in regards to, in regards to them going back to the whole trope of being like a classic disney villain this whole movie this whole movie <laughs> like this trailer feels like it's trying I... to it, i saw i'm, I'm sorry i saw, saw kelly's up. comment
0: she said I saw no,
1: no, too. no too no, to no I, joke, I saw i saw so i laughed
2: yeah yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a
3: haters oh <laughs> man you
2: know so what i'm saying is like um the movie just feels like in terms of its, its storyline and even the title feels like a very classic disney film in itself like it's called wish which immediately made me think of like um you know wishes. is a very is a very common theme in like a lot of disney films and i was thinking specifically about the fireworks show through magic kingdom disney called wishes as well so it's like yeah that's what they're going for that's uh so when i when when i heard that classic you know they're getting away from the villain trope but they're bringing back this movie i was like yeah that makes sense they're just bringing that back that that back it'll be good or it won't be we'll see but um well
1: kelly likes the art style i don't Mm. not a fan
0: i like it it's grown on me i'm not i wasn't a fan of it at first but it's really grown on me although the star reminds me of luma
2: yes Yes, it does. Maybe it looks not just have like to a movie little...
0: watch, um, but it just
1: seems so off. It seems like they—they they, to me, it looks like they tried to do something, but they didn't do it right. Like it looks like they're trying to get the animation, and they didn't do it well. So I'm not a fan. But I am in the minority, and I will obviously be happy to watch it. Um, also, happy AAPI month for everyone out there as well forgot to mention it at the top of the show apologies um so yeah let's move on and talk about um what is this game jedi survivor um so star wars jedi survivor came out and it was another game that had a bunch of for whatever reason we keep getting a bunch of games coming out on consoles that then come to pc and they're all just really bad on pc um This includes Star Wars Jedi Survivor. There was a uh, statement put out by the team that said, we are aware that Star Wars Jedi Survivor isn't performing to our standard for a percentage of our PC players, in particular those with high-end machines or certain specific configurations. For example, players using cutting-edge multi-threaded chipsets designed for Windows 11 were encountering problems on Windows 10 or higher-end GPUs, Uh, coupled with lower-performing CPUs also saw unexpected frame loss Uh, rest assured we're working to address these cases quickly while there is no comprehensive solution for pc performance the team has been working on fixes we believe will uh, improve performance across the spectrum of configurations blah 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 so on and so forth um so this is not the first time this has happened um this also happened with the last of us part one um and we'll go on to talk about redfall but redfall is also another disaster so the question is um how do you guys feel about uh, these games that are designed for console coming to PC and always having these issues?
3: PC not master race. <laughs> and why that? I'm
1: surprised.
0: Be. I thought they were designed on PC first.
3: Nah, PC not master. Race. I don't right know. It was actually very interesting though. Um, as a conspiracist, we could say that this is <laughs> this. This is, you know, every company's way of saying, like, you know, like, oh, you know, there's no reason to get a PC to play our games because they're not going to be better. I'm not going to, oh, (laughs) it's like, you know, (laughs) because they're not going to be better. So, I don't know. It's just really weird. Well, I don't know enough about PC to actually give a detailed... Kelly said, a good thing
1: my PC is Garbo. I won't have any problems. Which I'll I thought that, that was so interesting. Oh, no. Like, can you imagine shelling out all this money for a high-end PC and then the game is just like, nah, your PC's too good. <laughs> I refuse to that's play pretty,
0: properly. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's insane. Just... But Oh,
3: no, go ahead. thank you. To... Like, you're trying to... If, if, if your parts are, like too strong too and the game's yeah. not made, yeah, not made for that stuff. Like mm-hmm. just it's it's just not gonna happen. Like Yeah, that was,
2: this whole situation just confuses me in many ways because you know like what Gabe said is very true. Like if you're if your PC is like too good and you play like an older game, for example, that could cause some issues of it in and of itself. But 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 I was just always under the impression that if you were one of those people who would either Build a PC or just buy the most high end PC imaginable that you were just in for, like, probably one of the best gaming experiences out there. I had never got to subscribe to that lifestyle because one, getting the PC is expensive, I'm interested in building, and then there's constant maintenance that needs to be done your PC to ensure they can keep playing these games with a console. You just put it in and it works. But now, now, hey, anyway, but I'm just like, I'm hearing all these issues, like, these new ass games are coming out. <laughs> Or PC and having these issues. And it was like, okay, Last of Us Part One was originally a PS5 game. Maybe it wasn't properly optimized for PC. I was like, okay, fine. Then we hear these story, this story about Jedi Survivor. And now we hear the story about Redfall. That is three high-profile games in a row this year alone that are suffering on PC. And I just I don't get it. Like, and 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 two of those statements are to the same effect as. Yo, PC's hard, bro. This <laughs> is Just, it's just like, like, there's no one fix to make this work. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna do our best, but like, it's tough. It's tough out in these in these P in these cyber streets. And I mean, that's literally what, just...
1: what it is because everyone's gonna have different configurations for their PC, right? So that's it's not saying, like you yeah. can have just one blanket for, like sure nintendo should be uh or rather the pokemon company should be fixing uh pokemon because all you gotta do is work on the switch version right it's not like you have to work on switch and pc and xbox and then try to make sure your game is configured for every you know every available configuration of pcs out there like minimum requirements it'll at least work so there's a lot that goes um that goes into that um but also, th- th- this is this isn't even isolated because there were also issues with Game Pass. I'm uh, not Game Pass. There were also issues with Jedi Survivor on console too. Like I saw yeah. them, and I was like, mm-hmm. "This is funny, but bad." <laughs> like I don't think it's like, whatever. Um. Anyway, I'm moving on. Let's talk. But about... I mean,
0: oh. at least they at least you know their statement was better than Red Ball
2: man we'll get to that we definitely got to talk about that in this podcast
1: yeah so may ninth may ninth um is the last day that you can access the PlayStation Plus collection that came with uh the PS5 for PS5 users so um get it while you can otherwise it'll be gone um there are a bunch of titles in there such as Detroit Become Human Days Gone Battlefield 1 uh, Batman Arkham Arkham Knight sorry Night. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil Seven, Final Mortal Fantasy Fifteen, Kombat. Black Ops Three, uh, uh, got the original, um, well, the, the remake original of God of War, the original Last of Us, and Monster Hunter Rise, Second uh, and Second Son, Infamous Second Son, a bunch of things that you can get for free if you're subscribed to PS Plus. It's going away March 9th, May 9th, excuse me, it's going away May 9th, So make sure that you take time to grab those before your time is up
2: now. Yep. And wait, mm-hmm. Let me just add one quick addition to that as well. Um, if you own a PS5 now, and uh, you're listening to this before that deadline we just said, um, just, a, just, a, just a gentle reminder, you do not have to download all these games in one shot. You can simply add them to your library, and even after they get lifted from the PS Plus collection, gets lifted from PS5, as long as they have been added to your library, you can download them at any time. So, if there's any game you think at all that you'll play, uh, get that in now. Like, don't wait to the last minute because even if you're not downloading them all, it can sometimes take a while to go through all these games to add to your library to find them and all that good stuff. Just ASAP and you'll be good to go. That's all.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. I was making sure the stream is still working. Okay. (laughs) So uh, there was a tweet by Mr. Underscore Bluepoint where he pointed out the differences in philosophy and methodology between Sony and Microsoft and how they pursued their task to develop uh, the next generation consoles pre-release. And he did a little breakdown a couple of years after the release of these games. And I want to talk to you guys basically about how you guys feel Microsoft and PlayStation did um, with their reveals and launch of this this uh, next generation system, and just as a reminder, we got the reveal of uh, the Xbox Series X at the Game Awards, and uh, his yeah. tweets go on to say that one of the biggest things uh, that that Microsoft did was they because they were first of all they were first we did see the xbox first um and -hmm. they were really trying to make a marketable console um with uh uh because they knew that they tried to make a marketable powerful console that they felt like sony would not match because they were kind of playing catch-up um because in the past obviously playstation has been ahead of them um and one thing he says that was important, that he thinks was important to them, was the look of the console. Um, because it had to be good, but it also had to look good, um, as this was meant to be a comeback story for Xbox. Uh, whereas in, in contrast... But it looks like a
0: fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: they People all know now the just... They sought to achieve this by highlighting features like the aforementioned 12 teraflops, veritable ray shading, ray tracing, quick resume, smart delivery uh velocity architecture and a bunch of other things um that they added like uh i I did say quick resume um for multiple games um and so they really really tried to deal into like hey this is why this console is so unique for next gen um and then on the Uh. other side we have the playstation who just came out and they had the uh wonderful ability to be able to basically make whatever they wanted uh, they had the right to play around with the design of the PS5. They had the ability to just make sure they had the basics in there and that people were going to be happy. Um, and they ended up developing a more f- uh, a more f- developer-friendly ecosystem where it's less complicated to optimize games um, and it's more easy for devs to work on, according to Mr. Clutch here. Um, the f- uh, The architecture focused on making... Uh, less exciting changes, but it resulted in more efficient design going forward. So um just you know from our layman's perspective, how do you think uh, Xbox and PlayStation and looking back how it's two years now, right?
2: Uh, two years since really yeah. yeah, launched. About, about be I believe two so
3: Okay, because so, they came
2: out in twenty twenty, they released in twenty twenty.
3: It came out in twenty twenty. Damn, exactly.
1: Um, so uh, almost, t- we'll say two and a half, almost three years later. How do you think the uh, launch and presentation of these uh, consoles affected their their um,
2: release into the world? Man, I remember when we were on the podcast doing the regular console caster section, and one of the popular things that would Come up with when the heck are they gonna release these prices of these systems? It is just so interesting that both both companies at this point have been on the receiving end of a price dunk, essentially, is what I like to call it, where one announces the price and then the next one announces the price right after it to undermine the other by making it cheaper, essentially. Which is why they took so long for that to come out, and it's it's kind of insane. But that's a pre-launch thing. We're talking about the Did actual that launch. This really happened.
1: Because I feel like Xbox announced their price, and then PlayStation announced their price, but like the prices were essentially
2: the same for this generation. They're very just, similar uh, for this generation. Yes, that that they were they're consistent. There was no price dunking this particular generation, mm. but you could just so feel okay exactly. You felt right. the you, you, PS3
0: era, PS3, Xbox, uh, Xbox One,
2: that Sony. It? Yes, you're, you're right. No, 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 yes. The PS4 was definitely a dunk on the Xbox One when that originally came out. But Sony has been doing this for, for years. I recently watched the E3 documentary a few days ago, and they was talking about how one of the early E3s, the Sega and Saturn announced their price, which sound, sound, seemed pretty exorbitant, and one of the most famous lines of that particular E3 conference was Sony was the president of Sony or whoever it was coming on stage and simply just saying, 299 which is $100 cheaper than the last one and just walked off stage. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so Sony has been doing this since the OG PlayStation 1 price well i people.
0: mean but sony got dunked on back during ps3 era where oh, you yeah. know, they announced like, what 500 for their ps3 and then xbox was like oh, yeah ours is much cheaper That's well, what I'm so i mean this uh, has, has really been happening
1: starts. this has been a wonderful conversation but it has absolutely nothing to do with the present because we're talking about the past and i don't mean to cut you guys off but i'm gonna ask again how do you feel like they <laughs> formed this generation before i move on
2: yes no uh the launch came out at weird times for sure because it was the end of 2020 we were still mid pandemic for sure um and of course there was console shortages on both sides ps5 definitely got the worst. we are just now getting to the point where you can find places in fives in stores so i would say <clears throat> and i don't know if this is entirely their fault but like you know it was hard to get it was really hard to get consoles for a while xbox you know for better or for worse, it, so took, it was you, easier for them to get consoles. So do
1: you think that um, PlayStation's marketing worked for them? Or do you think they just already had, like, uh, loyal people that just went straight to PS5 over Xbox? Like, do you think that their marketing had anything to do with the success of the PlayStation 5 over the Xbox Series X?
0: I don't know if there's any... I been seeing what yeah, games might... will be released and exclusive. It wasn't the marketing, help, but yeah. it was the marketing throughout over time. I know that some people, they held off on getting an Xbox or a PS5, and they were waiting to see what exclusive would be released. And, you know, PS5, they had more exclusives coming out.
1: So that's a great point. So essentially, you believe that it didn't matter that Xbox came out first. It didn't matter that they had a cheaper option. It didn't matter that they came out during the Game Awards, and it didn't matter that they were the most powerful console. Only thing that mattered was exclusives, essentially, right? Yeah. I think
0: that's one point to look at.
1: Well, I'm. I'm, I'm I, think... I mean, I'm. 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 I'm trying to <laughs> summarize based on what you said because you, you were mentioning that a lot the of people brain. were just waiting. Yeah. For so so basically, none of it mattered.
2: <laughs> so
0: they.
1: Came the mar- out The first. marketing.
2: The mar- I don't know. Like, like there was nothing radically different with the marketing that I saw in like past generations for either console. What? Um. What?
3: I'm, i I me. Um. Let me put my little two cents in it before we keep going. I definitely think Xbox did a good job at the first impression marketing. When yes. they came out during the Game Awards, me, someone who very, very colorfully hates Xbox, thought to myself, damn, I wouldn't mind an Xbox in my room. That should look kind of cool. And then, you know, Sony came out with, his, Sony's to me, Sony's presentation was more, I guess, how the console physically looked. Like, it was like, look at this sleek white tower console we're offering you. Um, but I definitely think at, at like like their first presentation of here's our new gen. I think Xbox did a really good job of it. Might have been because it was during the Game Awards, but from there it, it's almost like Sony kind of just like hit hit boost and kind of just took off of it because a lot of it has to do with the exclusivity of the games that came with the console that you got. And it was Xbox kind of like just kept showcasing like, look, our console can do this. We can give you ray tracing. We can give you all this stuff. You know, at a cheaper price. And then ps5 was like look we can do that too but we also have this game to show for it you know one of the one of the things that playstation definitely had going for it when it was presenting its consoles was hey you're getting god of war ragnarok and you're getting horizon uh, forbidden west we can confirm 100 that you're getting those you know within a year of the release also and they,
1: to add to that demon souls was a big one too and yeah demon <laughs> and that souls like brought the whole beginning. yeah
3: Demon, to to me, this is my personal view. Demon Souls was a good job of getting those people who say, "Oh, I'm just gonna keep you know a PlayStation, uh, not PlayStation. I'm just gonna keep um, a PC because the Souls games do tend to run a little bit better on PC." So that was kind of to me like a, a grab at them. Don't know how many of them actually transferred over, but yes, Demon Souls, for uh, Horizon Forbidden West, They're God of God War Ragnarok. On as a godfall that even though it kind of you know flopped everyone was very interested on it yeah. and xbox was like yo halo infinite here's this unfinished Which texture of an so ogre to come out oh my exactly God. and I, I think i think that's kind of where their marketing started to falter it was like holy shit we have to delay this game we have nothing else to show for it so let's just talk about game mm-hmm. pass
1: and honestly, the real, yeah. like that basically summarized everything I was going to say. And honestly, the real reason I wanted to bring this up is because uh, I wanted to talk essentially about how they're kind of stuck in the same position that they were two years ago with this launch. It's always been look at what the Xbox can do, but then it's never been what can we play. And the, the problem of not having any exclusives has continued for the past two years. Um, Nothing has essentially changed, and that's why you're seeing PlayStation sell out. That's why PlayStation can come in later on after X. Because I remember we were all waiting, like, when are we going to see the PlayStation? We've seen the Xbox. Uh, It was a great presentation at Game Awards. When are we going to see the PlayStation? And then it came out, and then they just had all the memes of uh, uh, Wi-Fi towers and, like nonsense but then we got to see the games yes and fridges and then we got to see the games that we were going to play and playstation came out with games and xbox essentially didn't and they're still having this issue two years later and that's why we're seeing them fight so hard about this blizzard um blizzard activision acquisition because like they still haven't shown us anything from the studios they've been purchasing since before this gen um and and so they haven't I think it's just so interesting to see that they pushed so hard to prove that they had the the most powerful console, and they did. Like they showed us that. Like I, I don't think where any of us are going to argue that fact. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, no, like there are no games, no exclusive games to play on it that'll make you want to buy it. So what's the point in the end? Mm-hmm. Um, I think
0: it's even worse now that Redfall isn't doing as well as what they had hoped.
1: Yes. Oh my God. Uh, but you know what is doing well. What is doing well? Pokemon Emerald version. Because <laughs> it is the 19th anniversary of Pokemon Emerald version. It was released 19 years ago, and uh, we got to experience Hoenn for the first time. What a great name for a region! Um, and as Brandon says, many Pokemon fans herald this is the best 3D. Or, excuse me, best third, third version, version of a Pokemon game. Um, so why do you guys think people remember this as the best third version of a Pokemon game and do you have any memories of it? I didn't play it. I did play it. Oh my god, I did play it. I said I didn't play it. I did play it. I picked Mudkip. Really I don't cool. remember anything about it though. <laughs> so I can't say. I didn't play it. I'm lying. I didn't play Emerald. <laughs> I played Sapphire. <laughs> so I didn't play it. People I often it hear
0: wasn't people really go My favorite. So I'm not I... really
2: I got to be honest. I can't I, say like... much. <laughs> Like a lot of people, a lot of people go back and forth among the Pokemon fan base. That is, going back and forth between whether they say Emerald is the best third version or Platinum is the best third version. Uh, I'm personally Team Platinum, but I will defend Emerald though because it did have some really cool stuff. That um, the main thing was the Battle Tower, not Battle Tower, Battle Frontier. The Battle Frontier, which was this amazing post game thing that. Remnants of it are still seen in modern Pokemon games where you just have all these different challenges meant for people who have finished the game and want to take their skills to the next level. But then you also got a plot that an expanded plot that involved both of the legendaries. You got twists to the final boss, won't we'll go too much details there, and other little quality of life stuff. Like, I get it, I get it. Like, I know a lot of people love Emerald, I think Platinum added a bit more, but I would say. Emerald walk so platinum could run, so it's very important for that. <laughs> like, 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 crystal, like, people love crystal, but like, aside from the sweet coon plot, like maybe one or two quality light things and battle. That's that's pretty much it. And yellow version was just a, uh, you know, red version, blue version again with, with Pikachu. So, they, they definitely got
0: tolerate this yellow version planned there, but go on.
2: The <laughs> third, the, Third, third, third versions just gradually improved each time is where I'm getting at. And I think Emerald was a really good third version. And, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Well, luckily for
0: us...
1: Still so waiting for the Pikachu surfing anymore. game. Us, I'm happy we don't have third versions anymore.
2: I am, too. I, I am, too. It was it was, it was it was fun while it lasted, but I, I we think... Should, DLC we should have gotten
3: Pokemon Z.
0: But now we have DLC...
3: Yes, which is
2: better
1: than buying a whole another game and playing through the whole thing again. Facts. True,
2: go, true. Go, go, going through, going through Ultra Sun was a struggle. Let me just tell y'all, I, I did it. But That's it not terrible. a third version of a game though. It's what Ultra replaced Sun the and third Ultra version. Ultra Moon weren't the greatest. They weren't. That post game story was great though. But that highlighted to me, like uh, last thing I swear before we continue, like that post game of Ultra Sun was with, with Team Rainbow Rocket. That was so good, but it highlighted to me why DLC should have been introduced with that generation. Cause I would have much preferred to have just done the Team Rainbow Rocket in the existing Sun and Moon than have to have to have gone through the entire game just to play that.
1: <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, what game does that? Make sure you replay the whole
1: thing to get a different is it? Nier that has like twenty eight <laughs> endings, but you gotta replay the game like twenty eight times <laughs> to get all of them.
0: Wow, Nier automata do
1: like um, near, I don't think you have to replay the whole game. Whatever, I shouldn't have to replay it. Uh, anyway, moving on, moving right along. Let's talk about another game turned movie adaptation, and this time it is going to be Gran Turismo, the movie. Um, I, I have you guys seen the trailer first, Grand Turismo? I, movie I, trailer I, I tried to out.
3: watch it and I, I couldn't.
1: Oh, tell me why, happened. give me your impression.
3: It's it seemed a little corny. I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because the characters I saw in it, not the characters, the actors I saw in it, I'm not used to seeing them in that kind of role, but there is just something about it that, like, it felt, I don't know, it, it was just a little weird. Like, it, it felt like, don't get me wrong, the plot of it from what I saw from the, the trailer is very akin to, like, what actually happens in real life where, like, parents are like, stop trying to make a life out of video games like it's it's not doing anything for you and the kid's like yo i i'm gonna be the greatest whatever at this game just because you said i can't do it so but like i don't know it's just something about it's weird i don't i don't know I, I think i have to watch the full trailer but like i i was watching and i'm like this is really off putting and kind of corny so i'm just gonna it
0: was really corny so i turned it off after oh five seconds God. Okay,
1: well
3: Are we I, being
0: mean?
1: Uh, I mean no So am crazy. I the only so
2: am I the only one that watched the full trailer. I watched the full uh, trailer
1: apparently. I was okay, waiting cool. for like low key the entire time I was waiting for the Transformers uh to happen. <laughs> like I just keep okay, so one of the cars gonna change. Oh, they not? This is like regular like no? Alright, cool.
3: a <laughs> Regular racing cars <laughs> regular
1: racing cars? What? This should be like Gran Turismo meets Transformers. What's going on? David Harbour, yeah. make your make the cars turn into something cool. I, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I've seen so many Transformers and so much you know uh, uh, f- uh, um, Fast and Furious it was just like, okay, what makes this different and I, you know, I guess it's like a coming of age story but like, just, I don't care go drive your car, if that's what you want to do <laughs> you go drive your car, buddy don't let yeah. David Harbour tell you you can't drive your car you go drive that car <laughs>
3: That wasn't. No, David Harbor was encouraging him. Don't let yeah. whoever tell you
1: kind of. drive your car. He just look. There was a guy throwing up, and he was yelling at him with a megaphone. And I was like, "What? What's
2: going on? What, what's yeah. happening?"
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Brendan. Tell us why it's a good movie and why we're all trash.
2: Oh, I never said. It was, I mean, I, I, that remains to be seen, sir. Like, but I will wow. say, I want to say, I, I want to say this much. First off. I almost, didn't, I almost did not watch the trailer because I saw the poster first. And the poster says, right on it says, From Gamer to Racer. And I cringed very hard reading that From storyline. Gamer to Racer. <laughs> I was just like, oh no, no, what is this? But I decided to watch it because I said I was curious when they said they were, this movie was going to happen. I wanted to know what the premise was. I'm very shocked with where they're going with it because usually when they do like a game to oh. movie adaptation, it's just... It's just that it's literally just the same story that you see in the game and then translate into the movie with some changes here or there but gran turismo is a racing series so my thought was what the hell are they going to do as, a, as as a movie and the direction they went with was having this guy be really good at gran turismo the game and then getting to like race real cars i'm so, like Yo, this is meta as fuck. What is going on? This, this would have been like if you were watching the Uncharted movie and Tom Holland was just playing Uncharted and got to go on adventures. That's what it felt like to me watching that trailer. So it's it's a definitely it's definitely a different approach for um a video game adaptation. And they said it's like based on a true story. Like, so y'all telling me that someone out there was really good at Gran Turismo and got their sh- got a title shot on real car <laughs> racing, like. I'm so confused, but I'm also excited. about This movie. Yeah, there, there was a lot of um corny dialogue, in it, and I'm just gonna say right now. And there's uh, there was some weird stuff.
1: I was Orlando Bloom in this? Movie. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, Orlando Bloom is in it.
1: Like, what is everyone in this movie doing?
2: I don't know,
3: but, oh, but um, I think they're boring. I think because a lot, like for example, a lot of the big any names. Other projects. <laughs> well, no, a lot of the big names that that are in it, you know, they. They technically have so much success in what they've already done, they don't need to be in good movies anymore. So it's like let's just do like little you know <laughs> a little, little hobby fun, stuff you wanna do. Well the side
0: projects
3: for
0: fun for them.
1: Kelly said that she will watch for David Harbour and she is sure that I would like to see it too. And you know what? Yeah. I will watch this at home for free
2: one day. I I I I, 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 (laughs) I will wait for more trailers, but like I have, I want to describe as a fatal curiosity for this film at the moment. Like I'm I'm going to be watching it, like watching the trailers closely and see where it goes. I didn't say I'd pay to see it. (laughs) That's fair. Oh shit,
1: (laughs) I mean fair. You did not say you'd pay to see it. I
2: I, to, 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 to also be fair, I have a um. I like I go to AMC a lot. That's like my the, one of my local theaters. So I have like a I'm subscribed to a service called A List where I get to like just see movies like as part of the subscription. So if I decided to see this movie, I technically would be paying for it either. So I mean that's the whole conversation. I mean I am, but I am not. <laughs> but you know.
1: Okay, well you know. let's talk about something that none of us are paying for. Correct. What are we not paying for? Redfall. None of us <gasps> have... Uh, <laughs> so, um, oh! So... Oh, pain! Redfall pain. came out, and it came out to some really, really bad reviews. I don't know if you guys remember, this was one of the games that I was looking forward to as an Xbox mm-hmm. exclusive, and it's also mm-hmm. one of the ones mm-hmm. that... Um, uh, we found out recently that it was also coming to... Originally, it was coming to... Um, PlayStation. playstation as well thank you and then we found out that they had to cut the playstation product and uh make it exclusively for xbox so i'm just vgc gave it a four out of five vgc gave it a four out of five which is one of the better scores uh pc games gave it a seven out of ten uh metro gave it a six out of ten vg 24 7 gave it a three out of five Gaming Bolt gave it a five out of ten. Games Radar gave it a two point five out of five. Gamespot gave it a four out of ten. Um, it's a meta. It's a sixty two on Metacritic and a sixty five on Open Critic. Not great reviews. IGN has a review in progress where they talk about how bad it is. Uh, pretty much like that. That's pretty much what it is. Um, hey, we're not done with this game. But this game kind of trash. Just letting y'all know. And there's <laughs> there's a lot of people having problems with like I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there are lots of issues where the AI. Yes, it was ages ago. Um, There's lots of issues where um, the AI, just, like, the the vampire AI will literally not touch you. Like, they'll just come in front of you and, like, go like this, like, really weirdly. (laughs) And then they just, like, there are literally videos of people, like, running up to the AI and just standing there and, like, nothing happens. It's so buggy. Um, A lot of people have complained that one of the other issues with the game is that it's focused on co-op mode like it, like it focuses on co-op play but you can play it solo but it because it's built for co-op play it's not as fun to play solo and um if you don't have friends on xbox like then you can't play because it's not a playstation um and i the, the i wanted to bring it up because uh two reasons one is it is another game that came out that's like just crashing there's a message from uh the uh, Arcane, which, arcane oh, brought uh, everyone you know arkham knight uh the arkham knight series which people have lauded as some of the best combat and the best games in like their generation and people had high hopes for arcane and for arcane to release a product like this a lot there's a lot of speculation that just like they couldn't push it it should have been pushed back they couldn't they didn't have the time um they didn't like xbox couldn't afford to not let a game come out currently that's an exclusive um uh, there's a bunch of speculation. Anyway, they said that they're aware that Redfall isn't performing up to their standards across Xbox Series X consoles and certain PC configurations. A hot fix addressing crashes and low performance on high-end PC systems is slated for Tuesday. There's no comprehensive solution to PC gaming. Same thing we've heard already. We know so many of you that have suggested that we reach out to our partners at id Software, the masters of first-person shooters, but rest assured our team at Arcane Austin and our partners at Iron Galaxy are dedicated to improving the game and addressing known issues with Redfall across Xbox and PC. We'll continue to monitor performance across all platforms and share update timings as soon as it's available. So I also found that super interesting because it just reminds me of uh pokemon right like everyone was just like hey like pokemon company like go get help because clearly you're not able to develop this game and everyone's like hey arcane why don't you get help from um your partner studio in software like they know what they're doing because clearly you guys don't know what you're doing and they're like hey we got this just give us some time um so, yeah, anyway, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent. There's another game that's come out uh, that has issues on PC, but mostly I want you guys' opinion on how you feel about Redfall coming out as the only xbox exclusive that we've gotten so far this year we've gotten exclusives for playstation and nintendo we've gotten uh uh games that are performing well on playstation nintendo it's the first one coming from xbox the big anticipated one right before tears of the kingdom and right before final fantasy 16 um that is underperforming unplayable uh and has really bad scores what does xbox do now um, is there anything they can do now? Do you think that Arcane just let this game out to just let it die and move on to something else? Um, how do you feel? How do you guys feel about uh, this being the the big exclusive for twenty twenty three from Xbox so far?
0: Xbox needs to pick a god and pray that Starfield does well. <laughs> pick a god and pray.
2: Oh, <laughs> there <laughs> you go.
1: That's it's succinct answer.
2: No, I, I can't I can't add to that that's that's the the perfect answer
0: i'm but they, they, i'm actually really glad that arcane the they're trying to you know make fixes to it i hope that it does well after the fixes and whatnot sure. but i
2: ugh. but first impressions are, are not what a messy situation and it's it's gonna be almost impossible to like come back from this
0: yeah, I really
1: want to know like how does Xbox come back from this? Like I'm I'm just thinking we got Tears of the Kingdom coming up, we've got Final Fantasy sixteen coming up. They have Starfield coming at if I'm not mistaken, like the second half of the year, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. near the end of the year. So it's like mm-hmm. what's next for Xbox? What do you do? You bought Arcane, you let this happen. Like what do you do? like?
3: I think it works for the studios that are being bought. Cause it's like yeah, you, get this prom- you get this, you get this promise of being bought out, and then you know all these resources being given to you. Are they not getting the resources? Are the resources not enough? Is Xbox forcing them to get these games out when they're not ready? Like that's that's what I'm, I'm asking. I'm, like, I'm sorry, but I Starfield feels like a big flop to me. I feel like when it comes out, that game is so massive that it's not only going to suffer the same problems that No uh, No Man's Sky suffered. When it first came out, if you guys remember that game, which was another mm-hmm. massive space exploration mm-hmm. game, I feel like because <laughs> it's Bethesda and because Microsoft has its name behind it, everyone's gonna treat it a lot more harshly. Cause it's like you spend all this money to buy these companies out, you keep, you know, telling PlayStation, you know, it's all about the players. We wanna, you know, we wanna cater to mm-hmm. the players, and then you're buying these these, you know, these these companies out and, and making them exclusives, and it's like what players are you giving it to? Because it's you're giving us shit. Like that's what you're that's what you're giving us. You're giving us shit, and you're not giving a lot. You're not granted. You're not giving us a lot of it. But that's what you're giving us. You're giving us poop, poop in the bag. You're not giving us
0: a lot of
1: poop. But it's you're giving the reason us why poop. they're you're
3: banking.
0: They're banking on getting Activision Blizzard. They,
3: they but and, but then that's that's the other case though. So when you get Activision Blizzard, what are you you're gonna just depend on Call of Duty to get all these get all this lost money back.
0: Exactly. Cuz don't get me
3: wrong, Call of Duty makes a lot of money, but now now you have Call of Duty that's going to be catered towards Xbox and PC and not PlayStation. And there's a very large gamer player base on PlayStation, you're going to be not getting as much money as you used to before. Cuz Overwatch is going to make you the money because god forbid they send out their goddamn PvE mode that they've been talking about forever. Oh
1: my god,
3: right? And and the 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 boss at over uh, Blizzard said that PVE mode is not coming until like season seven. We're currently in season four, mind <laughs> you. So it's like, what what exactly are you banking on from Activision Blizzard aside from Call of Duty? Because you're letting all these you're letting all these other smaller companies not smaller you're letting all these other you know developers look like shit under your name.
1: Yeah, especially are or are they like... doing it
3: to
0: self sabotage so that way one they can have an easier time to get the acquisition
3: but but once again you get the acquisition what are you getting out of the acquisition because you're losing money with the acquisition as well you're doing all these legal battles you're losing money there too
1: and you're not making money because you're not selling games and then anyone who does buy you're not selling consoles either yeah true Um, so one more thing about this uh, that they mentioned in this that I do want to read is they said there's no comprehensive solution to PC gaming good open world UE4 PC ports like Days Gone are hallucinations and do not exist plus it's not like our parent company owns tools like DirectX which is what thousands of indie devs use to get their games running on thousands of PC variations instead of PC gaming please run our game at 30 frames per second on Xbox Series X for those of you who insist on playing on PC, please ensure you're running the latest NVIDIA or AMD graphics drivers and update to Windows 11 for the best experience. So that um, was the <laughs> real kicker of this that I kind of wanted to save till the end is yeah. just their comment on like. Please just don't play this on PC. And if you are, make sure you're on Windows 11. Like, just go play it on Xbox, but also play it on 30 frames per second on the world's power- most powerful console, please, because that's the best we can do. And it's not like our parent company owns this or that, uh, which is like Microsoft bought y'all for a lot of money. They should be providing you with the tools that you need to be able to make your game come out at 60 frames per second like it's supposed to upon launch, which is exactly what Gabe said. So it's like, to me, it was kind of funny because I was just like, okay. so first they were like, okay, we were trying to make this game for PlayStation Then they made us scrap it. And now they're like, also, our parent company doesn't just own these things. So like, we can't just do this. So just don't play it on PC or like play it at low settings on Xbox. That's all we can give you. And it's just like, that, that's really what you guys are giving... What the heck just happened?
0: It sounds like they have a beef with Xbox.
1: Sorry. It, look, it, it sounds my, like they got beef with Xbox. On the stream, like, Brandon and Christy yeah, disappeared. You, you kind of glitched
3: for, like, a second. It
1: was very oh. weird.
3: Yeah, but we're, but we're all We're oh good? Okay. Thank
1: you. Sorry. Yeah.
3: But, you know, what I find most funny about all these games recently struggling on PC but running fine on console is that, like cyberpunk did it the other way and is it <laughs> did, is it is it that like everyone learned from cyberpunk but then forgot to continue working on pc like the pc aspect of the game or like or what's going on that's like that's like those cartoons where they're plugging
2: one water hole and then like another waterhole. yeah hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious yeah no it's 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 distressing because arcane has a very good track record of games. Mm-hmm. Like death Leu, like just came out not too long ago. That was really good. And of course, the Dishonor series has a very good reputation. So and it's not Arkham like. Knights. Did they do that or did, no, was it? Wasn't that? A... I was like, okay. No, Arcane like... did do it. Yeah, I think you
3: they did. Seven, like at the very no, beginning Rock No, Rocksteady is GTA, Red, Red Dead Redemption.
2: That's Rockstar. Yeah.
3: Rocksteady, Rockstar—they're the same shit.
2: They are super not the same thing. Yeah, they <laughs> are. No. <laughs> anyway, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Go we're, we're kind of going in circles, but the point, the whole point is, Arcane is like is is a really good studio. So they have the staff to not make anymore. Well, they did uh, have the staff a to make a, a a really good game, and so for Redfall, like it was reasonable to assume that Redfall would turn out to be pretty good because, like, for the studio that was making it. And then, of course, as you guys had mentioned before, you know, now you've got what we thought was supposed to be the big bills, big billing from uh, Microsoft to make sure these games came out of the best quality they can. But if what we're dealing with here is the games that we think are going to be or Microsoft thinks are going to be the big sellers, essentially getting rushed out the door so they could like sell but then have the opposite effect because they're not selling well. It just makes me worried. It just makes me worried. Game said it best. Like, now I'm worried about Starfield. Because Bethesda, though they're not also known for making good games, they have a reputation for those games coming out like shit. Like, Fallout 76 being the best example of it being buggy as hell. Now, people that have played Fallout 76 today say it's good. But it took a while for them to get to that point, and I would argue the damage is already done. So, if Starfield comes out, as bad as Redfall, as Redfall, if not worse, there's some serious trouble, bro.
3: Like it's tough. Well the last thing I wanna hear is that Starfield did so bad that Bethesda is no longer a supported like company within Microsoft and we don't get Elder Scrolls Six. I will go to Microsoft headquarters myself and burn the place to the ground. I don't that mean that literally. Okay. So, whatever, <laughs> he, so whatever, he he so whatever FBI agent is at my door right now, you can turn her off because I'm not actually going to do that. He, he,
2: he, uh, he will use his new Tears of the King skills to fuse a torch with a sword and head over there so
1: let's talk about our final uh, uh subjects which is going to be sure. once again xbox and this time starfield so xbox has mentioned <laughs> that they're going to have the xbox games showcase on sunday june 11th of course is around e3 time and during that uh showcase they're going to be showing off starfield direct they're going to have a starfield direct immediately after the xbox games showcase um two questions one um are we going to? Do you guys think that this uh, Starfield showcase is going to make anyone care more about Starfield than they already do? And uh, two, how do you feel about this showcase? Do you feel like it's a necessary thing at this point? Come June for Xbox. Yes, and why?
0: Yes, and they definitely need it because Redfield did not do as well as what they had hoped.
2: You mean
1: Redfall?
0: Oh, Redfall. Sorry,
1: <laughs> it's, like uh... it's so forgettable.
2: We don't even remember what it's called. to. <laughs> To question one, uh, will this make any more people care? I think no. But in, in, in fact, and yes, I'm gonna say no. It's in
0: their best and, interest to do well and to make people care.
2: I'm gonna say, like, to Jarrell's specific question was, is it gonna make any more people that already that don't already care care? The answer is that I think is no. I don't think it's gonna get many more new people. But it's in their, like Chrissy said, it's in their best interest to make this look as good as possible, especially now that Redfall has tanked because. <clears throat> they're not they're not in the risk of getting more people they're in the risk of losing people because mm-hmm. if this presentation doesn't bang people are that are interested in starfield now are going to be like well shit, maybe i don't need this game after
3: all so that's so, the answer
2: to your first question
3: my question and, is what yeah. can they possibly show because i don't know already, like, they, already did, they already did of, the gameplay
1: yeah 15 minutes of like extra gameplay too
3: yeah so i, I think i should show more gameplay? <laughs> like and, so, to, to, yeah. to support Brandon's points, like, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to, you know, gather more interest in the game they already have. You already showed the gameplay.
2: Basically, yeah. Like, they, they delayed it, though, so the only thing they could potentially show is something new that came from the delay, but I really don't imagine what that could potentially be. I guess we'll see when it comes out, but to answer your second question, um, they des- like Christy said, it. They yeah, they desperately need this because they pinned a lot of hopes on Redfall, and it didn't turn out well, so this is like kind of like their last bastion for 2023 this game for microsoft needs to do well and so i guess we'll see from the presentation if that's a possibility but uh yeah faith has died down a lot i'd say
1: <laughs> um any other final thoughts on this no <laughs> my my only question is how can xbox save themselves from the recurrent so to the the two year so far disaster because we already discussed from their original marketing um, campaign up until now the problem has been no games and the problem continues to be either no games or games that are coming out really bad for exclusives and we already know that exclusives are going to win the day and they still don't seem to have any starfield is their next big one and it seems like you know playstation's got some things up their sleeve with spider-man and wolverine at some point and final fantasy 16 and of course uh, nintendo has final Star fantasy Game 7 World. Rebirth. Yes, and Nintendo has Tears of the Kingdom coming up very soon, um, and and a, I'm sure a plethora of things down the line, including things like Pikmin Four, um, and some other things I can't think of off the top of my head. So it's really just what's, you know, it's really just a, a Game Pass, which is, uh, is good, but is it good enough to sustain Xbox? No, because it hasn't been, because they've been hemorrhaging money from it. Uh, so yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what June brings. We'll be back. Uh, next week to talk more video gaming news um we're done for now because it's late Uh, (laughs) and yeah i think that's it any closing things you guys want to say before we hop out of this bad boy what
3: if you spoil tears of the kingdom i will find you and break your kneecaps don't do it with hammers with spikes on them.
2: Okay. People, you know, really he them so I, think, I
3: think I think breaking their kneecaps is enough. I don't gotta make it even more painful with spikes and stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were serious about this. Alright, that's what I'm just gonna do just do the kneecaps, not gonna do it with spikes and stuff. Like they're already gonna have a high medical build. Make Damn, game's so getting soft.
1: Like, I'm getting up? soft? First of all, I'm why does this have to be so violent? Like, I just want to... Because violence is completely. the answer, very and it solves everything.
3: This Despite what Lifeweaver says in Overwatch, violence is the answer. All right, well, I'm going to go play do do Overwatch, drugs. actually, so... Oh, my God. No, don't. Did you say do drugs? <laughs> I'm not on board with that one.
1: <laughs> That's where you draw the line. You That's where I draw the line. Yes, sir.
3: Drugs. Yes, okay. sir. Okay, well...
1: Anyway, I am going to go play some Overwatch myself. So thank you, Christy. No, thank you're going to you. go to sleep
3: and rest up.
1: You're not going to tell me what to do. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Gabe. And thank you, Brandon. It's been a wonderful podcast. Kelly, we miss you. We sure? lovely to see you. Um, and yeah, uh, go play Redfall, guys. Uh, see how bad it is for yourself or how good it is. Or save your money you and don't do it. that. I
2: feel, I feel like that was the worst of the three statements that we just said. Between play violence oh is God. the answer, do drugs, and play Redfall. Redfall is worst.
1: Play one. for free on Steam. <laughs> And uh, so give it a chance to our And with that, that's it. Let's okay. go. Bye, everybody! Bye. Bye. Let's go!
0: Let's go. Let's go.